right, guys, welcome back to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. I'm Jimmy. I'm Chris. I'm Anthony. Guys, we are continuing our journey through the Ozzy Osbourne discography, and tonight it brings us up to album number five, No Rest for the Wicked. And um, guys, I'm not sure about you. I'm pretty excited about this one. Uh, yeah, just looking forward to hearing your opinions of this album. You want to start this off, Chris, with uh, what's your first opinion for the, uh, was it Miracle Man first track? Yes, it is. Uh, well, it's funny. Uh, I told you guys before we started this podcast that I listened to it earlier in the week, and I don't know, I just wasn't in the mood for it at the time, and I didn't think it was a very good album, but but uh, after a second listen, I realized I was just, I don't know what, what I was thinking, because this, <laughs> this is a good album. Uh, just throw it out of the way there. Uh, first song, Miracle Man, you, Jimmy informed me this was about Jimmy Swagger, which actually <laughs> makes it hilarious. When, when you listen to the lyrics and yeah, uh, yeah rock and tune, man. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Zach Wild, you know, starts his journey with Ozzy. And dude, you can tell his guitar right off the bat. I mean, he, he's got a very uh, unique sound. And uh, I, I gave this song a 10 out of 10. I thought it was great. Awesome. Anthony, what about you? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Miracle Man is a great way to start an album. It's an incredible song. I'm like Chris. I mean, you can definitely hear the the new guitarist and you're, everything he's doing in it. I mean, I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. I mean, it's a it's one. It's just a great song to lead an album in. With, you know. Anthony, you and I are going to be absolutely correct on these two. Nine and a half is the right answer. <laughs> no. I feel the same way, man. Nine and a half. It's it's um it's definitely an absolute brilliant way to open an album up and of course this is going to be right toward the tail end of the cassette era if you will so this is how you start off side one uh, miracle man obviously fantastic tune hilarious lyrics uh, if you read into them um, but yeah this is about the time that swagger had just got busted for <laughs> for being with a prostitute i can't remember what her name was or a porn star excuse me porn star was it at uh, Jessica something? Was that her for Swagger or is that the other guy? No, I that's think Bill that was Clinton. her. That's oh, Bill Jessica Clinton Hunt. you're thinking of. <laughs> that's Bill Clinton you're thinking of. Jessica Flowers or yeah, Han, yeah. Anyway, yeah, great song, great lyrics, funny. <laughs> hey, you know, Jimmy Swagger, Bill Clinton. Not a lot of difference between those two. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I'm with you guys. Absolute brilliant, brilliant first song. Um, Chris, lead us off on the uh, second song there, Devil's Daughter. Devil's Daughter. Well, honestly, it kind of picked right up where the first song left off. It was uh, actually the first, I don't know, five songs or so on this album all have that fast, like, you know, quick-paced, uh, kind of driving, rocking sound to them. Um thought the the fan i love the guitar solo in this song i thought it was just maybe one of the best guitar solos i've heard on an ozzy album to date um i mean i don't know man i I gotta say old zach wild blew me away on this album um i like this is a song i had that that laugh at the very end too right (laughs) you listen to that in your headphones and it just like echoes in your ears man it was like yeah (laughs) i gave this one a 10 as well i really enjoyed this song Excellent. Anthony? Uh, I went with a 9.5 on this one. 
And uh, I've had a couple of notes about this one and a couple other ones, but the part where the baby starts crying is just so metal, so evil, so dark. Yeah. And then it just goes into that blaring guitar solo. And you can't get more metal or anything than that in that one part of that song. But easily 9.5. Killer song. Start to finish. Yeah. Anthony, you said it best, dude. It's an absolute perfect way to continue for Miracle Man. Uh, Devil's Daughter, once again, I'm with you. Nine and a half. It's uh, it's awesome. Great tune. The solo is incredible. And this is, honestly, this is this is where Zach Wilde is starting to shine. I mean, absolutely great. Great album. Great, great song. Great song. Um, this brings us to track three, Crazy Babies. Chris, talk to me. Okay. Uh, this one, a little shade off, but it was still a good song. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Uh, I thought the, it had a catchy kind of hook in the chorus there, you know, that uh, nobody's gonna tell. I don't know, I yeah, can't re- sing it, but like it, it just kind of like, it's something kind of sticks with you when you listen to it. Uh, again, just another high energy song. Uh, I don't have much more to say on that one, but it was solid. I gave it a 9 out of 10. That might be a little high for that song. It probably should have been eight. I don't in in retrospect, but that's fair. You eight and a half. How's that, Anthony? <laughs> uh, wasn't this one of his singles off this album? Crazy it was. Crazy. I think it was the uh, either the second video or third video he released for this album. Yeah. It's a song that I've never loved by him, but I, I like. <clears throat> so I'd probably give it an eight and a half because it never has never really done anything for me. But I do like the song. It's just it's one of those songs that you know you kind of hit or miss for me with them sometimes. But it does have a really good chorus and a really good sound and great drums, great guitar. You know, there's nothing wrong with the song. Not my particular liking sometimes. You know, once again, I'm right there with you. I'm a little bit lower. I'm an eight on this one. Um, I might actually be leaning toward a seven and a half, but it's because I've heard it so many times, I believe. But it's definitely an eight. This is a great song. Um, it's just, I guess I've heard it so much. I don't know, but uh, so, one of those, so there were three uh, songs that he released, like videos from. Is that right? Yeah. What What were the three songs? Miracle Man, Crazy Babies, and Breaking All the Rules. Oh, okay. Right. He may have re- released more, but that's the three I remember. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I remember Miracle Man being a big one. I don't. T- I gotta tell you, I don't remember a lot of like every other album. I. I've, was very familiar with at least one song. I can't say I'm familiar with many at all on this album. I don't know why, but I mean, it's, it's late '80s. You never know. Maybe you probably didn't have the commercial success as the of the other ones. Is that fair to say? Or? I don't know, dude. This is ranked pretty high on sales. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This right. was the end. Of, this is the MTV boom area, dude. I mean, he was selling records on MTV. You got to remember, this is what leads him up to No More Tears and. This record was selling really good. I mean, not as good as No More Tears, but this thing was selling like hotcakes. Okay. Well, I'll go to the next song, Breaking All the Rules. Breaking All the Rules. Uh, it's a good song. Uh, and Again, solid chorus. I said it's a little dated, and it kind of has like, like an 80s sound to it, which it was the 80s, so it makes sense. Uh, uh, I was like, yeah, it, it was kind of like a kind of like a almost like a chant at the end of this song that uh you know what i'm talking about the way the song kind of like ends there's like a i, I put uh 
almost has like a satanic sounding chant at the end of this song. Yeah. Where he's like, like breaking all the rules real slow. Yeah. Come on, yeah. come on, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a good song, man. I, I, I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm up there with you guys. I think I'd give it an 8.5 out of 10. It's a solid song from start to finish. It's not going to sink an album or raise an album, but it's, it's got all the prerequisites you'd want from it. You know, big guitars, drums. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and warn you guys this song is pure nostalgia for me <laughs> it's my favorite song on this album It's well there's two this is tied for the two favorite songs I, this song's a 10 in my opinion on this album I loved it I loved it ever since I first heard it way back in whatever year this was 88, 89 and I, I think it's a fabulous song and I, you know I, I was that rebel era you know 16 years 15 years old um Honestly, I was, you know, I was all about breaking rules back then. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's why I said it's, it's pure nostalgia. I know it is. It's pure cheese. I'm sure of it, but it's I'm going to stand by. It's a 10 to me in my book. I love this song. Well, nostalgia, man, it's there for a lot of stuff. I mean, it's when we start doing some other like Van Halen type reviews, I'm going to. Oh, I can't wait. I have nostalgia hit me in the face with most of those. It's going to be hard for me to be objective. So I understand where you're coming from. But we'll get to the next song, which honestly, in my opinion, is the best song on this album, uh, Blood Path <laughs> and Paradise. I love this song, man. The very beginning has like a like a Rob Zombie kind of sound, the way, way he kind of like puts in those uh, scenes from horror movies and stuff. I mean, great intro. Uh, guitar, riffs, drums, every bit of it, fantastic. Love the guitar solo I put in my notes there, too. Uh, I thought it was the best song on the album. Ten, obviously, for me. Yeah, you know, it's a funny for somebody that Charles Manson, who did something so evil, that he's had inspiration, inspired a lot of artists, which is really strange. Yeah. Again, it's in this one, too. But, you know, like Chris, that intro, again, it's just so freaking metal. It's so dark. And just in the freight train of guitars and drums, just bulldozed you afterwards it's just incredible to listen to so 9.5 and chorus is spot on and not a lot wrong with this song other than you know charles manson <laughs> i'll tell you what um i'm, I'm gonna agree this right here is my co-favorite song as well chris <laughs> lyrically this song is brilliant musically this song is brilliant it absolutely is the shining star this is what starts off side two by the way so yeah. you go from breaking all the rules you flip it over you go into bloodbath paradise which is just an awesome song man you're coming home there's blood on the walls awesome <laughs> oh my god dude absolutely killer but yeah it's yeah a, 10 that's a 10 out of 10 for me as well um love it those are, those those are my, just so you know it's my two only 10s on this album that's my 10s <laughs> okay yeah that's, good. that's a great song man i mean the next one, Fire in the Sky. Uh, my notes on this is a solid song. Feels like it drags a little bit, but that's probably because every other song to this point was going at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> uh, didn't love it, didn't hate it. Gave it a seven and a half. Nice. Well, I went opposite. I gave it a nine. I don't know. There's just something about Ozzy's ballads that just get me. I don't know what it is. The guy just knows how to do a ballot. 
And it has this really nasty, mean guitar solo in the middle of it. That is, yeah. Agreed. Man. Absolutely agreed. I give it a solid nine, easily. I would say, uh, Anthony, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm probably going to lean toward an eight and a half. Um, once again, freaking lyrically a great song. Um, it's just an awesome, awesome little track. Good slowdown for this record. Um, and, you know, it's going to throw us right into a, a couple of uh, absolute beaters here in just a second. But, uh, yeah, great song. Eight, I, I'll lean to eight and a half on that. Maybe, yeah, eight and a half I'm comfortable. Um, but, yeah. Just another great, great song. So let me ask you guys: the uh, uh, was number ten the song "The Liar." Was that on that album? Nope. Or was that another one that was tacked? Nope. Because that brought it way down for me. Honestly, that was the worst song on the album, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't even on the album. It was just something they tacked on to Spotify after the fact. Yeah, when you see an expanded edition, always go search out the original. Yeah. No it wasn't on the original. Did it end on Hero then? Is that where it ended? Yeah, yeah. well, Hero wasn't even listed as a song on it. It was the hidden track I was telling you guys about. I didn't know that was the hidden track. I forgot about you said that. I'm putting yep. the big X through the live. Uh, there. At the end of Demon Alcohol, it goes for about a minute and a half, two minutes, maybe five. I can't remember. It goes for a little while, and then it breaks into Hero. Okay. So seven was Tattooed, tattooed Dancer. Put uh, a solid tune, fast driving. Uh, felt a little bit like a B-side track to me. Uh, I don't know. I, I felt like the first half of this album was really good and uh, a little bit of a lull between you know Fire in the Sky, Tattoo Dancer. Uh, I gave it a seven. Maybe a little low. It probably should have been a little uh, higher. Than that, that's but, fair. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't write any. Notes. I gave it an eight and a half. Um, I didn't really give it any notes or anything in my head about the song. It just Solid song, you know. It's not gonna make you leave the room when it comes on, kind of song. <laughs> right? No, I, Anthony, I'm right there with you. I, I, I'd probably give it. Uh, I mean, this is the thing, guys. We're giving all these high scores for this stuff, and we really haven't really set a precedence. It's hard to say, you know, you know, the worst song on this album. What is it? What 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 is it? Is it Fire in the Sky in your opinion, or is it Tattooed Dancer? I mean, well, to me, it was the liar. <laughs> well, that doesn't like cast. That. that wasn't the original, so you know. Yeah, that song is terrible, but yeah. It was terrible. It was, I was like, what in the hell? Did he seriously end the album with this song? I mean, that's what I was going to ask you guys. Uh, uh, yeah, Tattoo yeah. Dancer is my lowest uh, rated song other than that. So, Yeah, I, I would say I, I would, I'm comfortable giving it a 7.5 for an 8 either way. Um, I was originally leaning toward 8, but I was thinking, God, I'm giving all these scores. 8 is a good song, guys. It's a great song. Nine is an excellent song, and ten is absolute suburb. We, we probably need to set up our scales a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, we, we're getting you know too I mean? generous with this stuff. We are yeah, being I generous, could... but man, this album absolutely is a blistering record. Um, but yeah, I, seven and a half. Let's go seven and a half just to bring it down a little bit. My God, this isn't godly. <laughs> agree, agree. <laughs> All right, number eight, Demon Alcohol. Uh, probably the best song that would have been on the second set. Well, no, I, no. What was the first song on the second side of this album? Blood, Bath, and Paradise, dude. Okay. You can't well, that. that was the best song. On the, okay. Demon Alcohol, I gave it eight and a half. I enjoyed it. Uh, the guitar, fantastic in this song. Uh, felt a little theatrical to me, but, you know, Ozzy's a theatrical guy. Uh, lyrics were a little corny, but I enjoyed the song. It was a fun song, and it rocked, so I gave it eight and a half. 
you tell you, I'm going with a nine because I love the chorus, especially with him going "Let's Party" and everything else in the background. <laughs> uh, I just love that stuff. I mean, that's when you know what you're doing and you're just doing it, and the hell with anybody else that doesn't like it, you know. So I give it a solid nine. Guitar really rips on this one too. Solid, easily nine for me. I'm with you. It's it's a great great little ripping song for guitar work. Um, I'm, I'm giving this one an eight. Um, it's I mean it's good. It's not you know not the best. So it's it's definitely up there. This was a, a popular song. If you imagine that, whenever you're a kid, beaming alcohol, you're hearing that song. But uh, um, overall, that right there is how the this is how you envision this when you're a kid. You've lifted over on side two. The last song says demon alcohol, and you're letting it play, and you see you got a little bit of time left, and you're either nursing a beer or you're just chilling out hanging and then all of a sudden the hero comes on chris what do you think <laughs> uh so it's a solid song uh my notes were like feels a little bit like it was made for radio play i guess it wasn't if it was hidden on the, the album <laughs> uh not my favorite but it's pretty good uh i gave it an eight now that i know hero was on the original one i paid more attention to that i'm listening to it uh, I thought it stopped demon alcohol, so I kind of not ch- checked out, but I didn't really think these were as important. I think. Um, I mean, I, I'd probably go with Nate on this one as well. It's a good song, but sort of has sort of a radio drive to it as well. Mm-hmm. Probably see him releasing this song. I think it's kind of got that vibe. It did have that, felt like it was made for the radio, but I guess it wasn't. Well, I guess his PR guy needed to talk to you guys back in the day because this thing was never released and never played live. <laughs> well, but I mean, it's not. Honestly, I think this is better than Demon Alcohol, in my opinion. I mean, I, I would give this one an eight and a half or a nine. I think it's a heck of a way to sneak in a song at the end that's actually rocking. So that's my opinion, guys, you know. Well, your opinion is wrong. <laughs> it's okay. I can be wrong. I'm okay with that. And I was going to say a minute ago, that Bloodbath in Paradise, you know, it's a song you really get into. It's kind of like Angel of Death by Slayer. You kind of feel wrong about being into it, though, when you listen to it because of the subject matter. That's what I was, I was going to say a minute ago. You know, I think Ozzy just did a lot of stuff for shock value back then, though. They, he knew he had the attention of all these groups, and he, he just leaned into it at some point, I think, you know. So you got to take that all with a grain of salt, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't think he really worshipped Charles Manson or anything, you know. Well, no, I don't mean it that way. There's just some songs that put images in your head. You don't. Oh, know. I know. I know. I know like Angel mean. of Death, they they go through some graphic stuff in that song. I skip it sometimes because I don't want those images in my head. Angel yeah. Death, that's about uh, the Holocaust, right? Yeah. The, the what's his name? Uh, yeah, the the general over there, the the Nazi yeah. <laughs> Mangalo, is that who it's about? Yeah. <laughs> So sometimes I just, especially when the kids are around, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna skip through this. I don't want, I don't want this in my head. I don't want my kids to hear it. So, okay. Well, you guys have any finishing thoughts on this album? Finishing thought right now. Now, I know that we talk your favorite albums up to date so far. Does this change your opinion on favorite album up to date? Favorites. How does this rank among the five that we listened to, listened to this past uh, month, month and a half? Well, I'm going to upgrade my score on this one to a 9 out of 10 uh, because I, you get that the last song, song off? Uh, yeah. was, was bringing my average down. I had an 8.5 before that. 
Let's see. I gave Blizzard a 9.1. I gave Diary of a Madman an 8.8. Park at the Moon, uh, 8.1. Ultimate Sin, an 8.6. This one, if it's a 9, then it's like second out of all of them. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'd say it's, you know, in hindsight, I'd put it pretty equal with Ultimate Sin. I mean, they're both rocking albums. Um, I'd say it's second or third best out of the, the ones we've reviewed so far. Uh, I think overall, I really thought Zach Wilde added a lot. Um, I mean, I've known that guy's a great guitar player for a long time, but, uh, Probably better than Jakey e. Lee, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, Jakey e. Lee kind of had one album, and Bark at the Moon, I think I was remembering that one was a lot better than when we when we listened to it. And I think I had that one. That was my first, I think, Aussie tape of Bark at the Moon years ago. But yeah, I mean, after listening to this one and Ultimate Sin, I mean, those two are kind of neck and neck for me right now. Even though I respect the first couple of Aussie albums and what they with Randy Rhodes, but um, these two really have the same. You can, you can definitely hear the build in his career going through all these albums, too. I mean, these songs are a lot more layered and detailed, and there's more stuff going up and down and sideways and lyrically. You can just tell that he's actually progressing a little bit further forward. And I know the next album is supposed to be one of his really highlights. So. I think Ozzy really had a knack for finding some fantastic guitar players to come in and and <laughs> accompany him i mean yeah. ironically you saying that chris that's exactly if you look at the uh, the, the uh, site that we've got our blog on that's exactly our i've already got that in there mm. he has a absolute ability to pick somebody that is an incredible guitarist at the right time to make his sound fit the air yeah because yeah. You know, we're talking, we're going from Randy Rhodes to Jakey e. Lee to Zach Wilde, and you couldn't have done much better, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, as far as as far as ranking this album, man, guys, this album right here changes a lot, in my opinion. It sold more than all the albums before it. It was, and at first, it kind of got some, you know, hate mail thrown on it because nobody knew what to think of the uh, the uh, Zach Wilde stuff, but. Over time, but it just—it's grown into a legend, and of course, no more tears will further push the boundaries of what Zach Wild does. But and this is probably my second favorite album, to be honest with you, by Oz. I mean, uh, how long was Zach Wild with him, Jimmy? Oh God, until two thousand, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know when Joe Holmes played. Joe Holmes joined the band for one album, and uh, and then. He went away, and Zach Wild came back for a little while, and then uh, I think Gus G was next, and, and then of course Gus G went away, and after about I think six years or maybe eight years with Ozzy, and then Zach came back for a little while to help out, and I don't know who he's got now. I know he had like ten different artists show up on his new album, so I mean Slash was there. I, I don't know who else is on there. I mean. So did most of these guys leave because it's just really hard to work with Ozzy, do you think? Or did Ozzy get rid of them because he wanted – I mean, what was the – You know what? I, I don't know exactly why – like, I know why Zach Wilde was – Zach Wilde was originally fired. Okay. 
because he was, you know, Zach Wilde was bringing it to the, what he thought was supposed to be. You know, it, it was becoming the Zach Wilde show. I mean, musically, he was writing these incredibly heavy riffs, and those aren't radio friendly riffs that Ozzy was getting used to making that radio money at this point in time, guys. You got to remember, after yeah. No More Tears, he's making big bucks in that album. Mm-hmm. Tons. It's all over MTV. I mean, Columbia Records was freaking probably paying him out the wazoo. So. You're going to hear some radio-friendly tracks, but you're going to hear some this next album, and you're going to hear some absolute blazing guitar. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be curious to see what you guys think about it, because it's going to be... Uh, this is what changes the perception of Ozzy Osbourne in, in the, I guess, the consumer's eye from this album to the next album, because the next album explodes and is probably still his best-selling album to this day. Okay. I'm guessing. I don't know. We can look this up on, what's it called, SoundScan or something? We can look us up. I guess I could probably do that, but but well, I uh, the next album we're looking at, No More Tears. I mean, there's a couple of songs there, like Mama, I'm Coming Home, and No More Tears. Yep, those are kind of fence songs for me. Sometimes I'll skip them. I don't oh no, dude, I'm I'm telling you right now that that album's full of great songs, and the and the highlighted ones that what seems to be drawing the crowds are not my favorites either. So I'm right there. I 100 percent agree with you. Um, like, God Almighty, dude, Road to Nowhere is a great song. Oh, Mr. Tinker Train. No, Tinker I do like Train's that. probably the best song on the album, my opinion. Lyrically and musically, man, incredible. And I Don't Want to Change the World's a great song. I mean, there's some really good ones on here that I've heard. I don't think I've heard much of this album, though. I think I must have stopped around Never Rest for the Wicked. Well, boys, we better wrap this one up because we're going to get too in-depth into this next album. Next thing you know, we're having a discussion. <laughs> Uh, but I say um, I think uh, overall this is an absolute essential listen for any Aussie fan I think you guys would probably agree Um, of course we may not we may piss off some of the older folks that are older than us because of the uh, Randy Rhodes stuff but uh, Randy's great well in my opinion Blizzard of Odds is still the best one we've listened to Blizzard of Odds is is definitely excellent I'm uh, I'm partial to this album I'm partial to the ultimate sin and uh, I I pretty much like everything he's done so up to this point all right, guys. Well, let's call it a night. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening in for Audible XD Podcast. This is Jimmy. I'm Chris. And I'm Anthony. Guys, we'll see you all next week. <laughs>